say Funky Town Podcast. Funky Back Podcast. What? I say Funky Back Podcast. I say like Funky Back Podcast. Funky Town Podcast! Welcome to the Funky Town Podcast. We are recording from the office at Mainness Outside. Yes. 
for the Brian Breckenridge Presents Laugh Your Mass Off. I don't think it's actually Brian Breckenridge Presents. My name's on there anyway. It is on there somewhere. <laughs> so we're sitting here with uh, Tom Smith and I almost said Jimmy James, Justin James <laughs> and Alex Price. Susie's here and Zach's Hello, everybody. here. Hey, guys. Um... Yeah, so this is cool. This is a you've been doing this for a while now, Brian. What, like a year, year and a half, I would say. Yeah, August of 2017 is what was our first one, and so yeah, yeah, we're probably around 45 shows now. Yeah, wow. I counted at one point, and it was over 40. So yeah, it's cool sure that you got some road comics. Alex is from Indianapolis. Yep. Now you two boys are from here, right? That's what we're. I'm from Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. I, I live here in Dallas area now, but I'm originally from New York. From New York. Um, and Brian's from Arlington. Brian's from Arlington. Irving, technically. <laughs> I live in Arlington. I'm okay. a mid city. I'm a DFW kid. DFW kid. It's nice. all. It's all, all. my. All of it's my. Pleasure. He's from Arlington and, and admits it. It's amazing. right. <laughs> I admit I live in Arlington. Yeah. <laughs> but Irving is in my heart for some dumb reason. Yeah, Irving. The only thing that was that I always thought of was cool about Irving was the Texas Stadium, the Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, tore it down. It's like, what is there in Irving? Blew that shit up. That's awesome. <laughs> There's some metal horses in Irving that are kind of cool. That's Los the biggest. Oh, that is Los Colinas. No, Los Colinas. <laughs> fuck that. Los Colinas is Irving. If you live That's in Los Colinas, your license says Irving. It does not say Los Colinas. It is not its own city. <laughs> it is. I live in Richville, Irving. So you live in Irving. You can call it Los Colinas all you want, but you're you know you live in Irving. Gotcha. Yeah. That's funny. I, didn't know. I thought that was own city. No, fuck that. No, it's it's Irving. Then I lost Colina City Council and stuff. And people like my and parents would be Colinas. like, no, we lost Colinas. If they could. Right. But they don't, so. <laughs> if they could. so, I mean, even the yeah, Cowboys yeah. moved their practice facility from Las Colinas out, right? To Frisco. Yeah. To Frisco. Which is the new Las Colinas. <laughs> it is the new Las Colinas. And they're being attacked by coyotes right now. Ooh. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. they're under. Yeah, they're under. <laughs> the first time I ever heard coyotes, we went to um, Paladero Canyon for my birthday, and I'd never heard coyotes before, and it's like the middle of the night, and all of a sudden I hear all this, I was like, what the is that? Coyotes. Susie, coyotes. Scary. Um, so one of, the, one of the interesting things I like to do with comedy, because I'm into comedy as far as like, I'm not hardcore, I don't watch all the comedy shows, but I like comics. Probably more than the average person, but not like it. If a, you watched them all, that would be impressive. Yeah, you know That's what I mean, though. Um, uh, but one of the things I always like to do is I like, I like to compare it to local music. Because there's some similarities, but one of the differences is is that um, with comedy, it's like everybody kind of has their own style. And I guess there is groups, like there's your alternative comedy or your redneck comedy or your prop comedy or your, you know, so you can actually end up getting in a weird space where you're at a redneck comedy crowd and you're trying to do your alternative liberal comedy or whatever and it can be real weird or you know like do you ever run into anything like that or is it well I do just purely alt-right comedy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it works uh, pretty well here in no Texas. I've run into a lot of problems you'd be surprised uh, no um, I, uh, I did a show up in Paris Texas that's a little different yeah mm-hmm. that's uh, did your best Owen Benjamin impression? Yeah. <laughs> you have to, uh, well, you have to read your crowd. Right. right? So, what's your audience? Uh, if you're performing in the middle of Dallas, then there's certain things you're probably not going to say where you can get away with more in a place called Paris, Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, so just know your audience. But that's good. 
life advice anyways that's what I always tell my kids you know like it's it's okay to be crazy but just know who you're around because it's not always okay to be crazy you know and that helps if, unless you go up first because yeah. you don't know what the fuck unless the bookers is kind of like this is this kind of crowd mm-hmm. so skew that way but right. then sometimes like you're like well nobody told me what to expect oh thank god I'm going on third and so you know watch the show and see what hits see what doesn't and then you can tweak your set and hopefully you are able to do that some of the shit I say, I'm just like, well, cool. All right, I'm still going to do what I'm going to do, but I guess I'll scream more or something. I don't know. Like, I'll really make them enjoy me or really make them hate me, so it's going to go either way. Yeah, because if you can't make them laugh, you can always piss them off, and then that kind of gets to be fun for you. You're like, oh, I want to see what, what they do if I say this. Alex's face would not I don't like... want to make them mad. Yeah, like, I, I, I didn't get the comedy to piss people off. Right. <laughs> I like making people laugh. Uh, but if I know I'm in a room that's more red than blue, I just won't touch it. Like, I completely understand that as a comedian, you have the platform to talk about whatever you want. You can talk about political issues, you mm-hmm. can stuff, but, like... At the end of the day, you're also a comedian. You're supposed to be making people laugh. And if it's making people uncomfortable, then I think you're just more into... And I don't care what you talk about, as long as it's not like like you're saying, you know, fag and all this other stuff. Like, Ooh, yeah. Well, yeah, gross. That's gross. But, like, I don't know. When Nanette came out, I, that was... Nanette? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this isn't stand-up comedy. Uh, and then Michael... Ch- TED Talk. Yeah, it's just yeah. so funny. And Michael Che called it stand-up tragedy, and I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just, a, it's just, it's just not, it's not the same. And, like, I have no problem calling people different genders and learning, like, their gender binary and all that stuff. If you have, uh, and I think, but then you should have no problem calling not stand-up comedy, not stand-up comedy. Right. <laughs> I, uh... You were just on the Jerry Jones Time Massacre show, and I thought you gave a really good piece of advice, which is something that I never thought That was thought purely, about. Ac- purely accidental. Probably, <laughs> but it was good. You're, you're talking about, like, a lot of comics will try to be, you know, like Joe, like Joe Rogan or Louis C.K., where they're kind of, like, more... Um, they just push it more, and they try to, like, these really high, thoughtful kind of things, you know, where these guys can get away with it because they've been doing it for so long that podcasts have made listeners, and so they can get into these deeper concepts and it's really your job just to make them laugh so it's at the beginning isn't it better to just kind of stick with jokes and not yeah. necessarily you know theorists or it's different strokes for different folks you think folks. so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so just, even as I don't think many people want to hear what Louis has to say much anymore yeah. right. they, they but they don't. did before all this they like <laughs> no they do he's selling out shows so no yeah it's... like he's still getting booked in New York right yeah, now yeah absolutely except all clubs except for one there's only one club in New York that will not touch book him. him and like people will come to the shows I mean honestly our country elected a guy who openly talked about grabbing pussy so why wouldn't they also go see a guy who just jerked off in front of chicks using his uh, power to do that. I think with him, his message right right now is that he's kind of pissed about what he's been put through, where I think most people wanted him to come back with his hat in hand and say, I'm a fuck-up, because he's always been the fuck-up and talking about being a fuck-up, you know, and like, I did this fucked-up thing, I don't know why I thought it would be cool for me to just jack off in front of people and they have no problem with it. I, that was me being weird or crazy, but he didn't. He came out and was like, you know... 
damn the man, we got to be careful with, we can't say what we want anymore and do all these different things. He kind of took this whole, like, you know, I'm a white male who, who's being attacked kind of, you know, position. I think that's why what turned everybody off. I think his comeback was a little bit, do you think? Or I, uh, I, I, I'm just finding out that's what he did, and I, I don't think we should be that mad at him. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, no. no, no, that's terrible. No, I mean, I mean, I, but how do you come back? Like, what, you have to address it, or maybe you start small? I don't know. Like, I think I, if you're Louis, you have to. And you have to I've never been there, so the it's hard to say, like, what thing. the next step is, but if he wants to keep creating and producing things, then yeah, he's going to have to get back out there, but that's on him. And to earn the public's Yeah, because I mean, he was back, like, guess, you know, do you know how much money I lost? He was talking about how much money he's lost over this whole thing. I was supposed to feel sorry that's for him. That's not how you should frame any sort no. of apology. Right. And it's like, that's, yeah. And that's what it was. I think he just came back with the weird... Now, that was a joke. Acting. Probably right. a good joke. But I don't know the context of what he was saying. It's like, you know, but, if he was just totally making a play on, he was like, he knows where he is and how much he's made in comedy. Might be a good joke. He's like, you know how much, I, you know how many millions I've lost from this? It was in the right context. I think yeah. that's a good joke. But I think uh, he was trying to get pity. My, yeah. my but fear for, for, for yeah. pity, yeah, <laughs> not the best. My play. fear is that he's going to just morph what he's gone to because that leak set that just happened, man, it seemed like it was more right leaning. And I think if he realizes, like you know, with Roseanne Barr and like Tim Allen, all these people that are like being cast aside, and then there's this strong red They'll supporting, people, yeah, that's supporting them. If, if, you're going if the they're going to support him, if they'll support him, and like if he just turns on the left, mm. which I mean, Louis was always left leaning, but like if he directs it right because he's mad at all these people who, with I hate this phrase, but me tooing him, yeah. but like if he decides to go that route, he will get fans, and there are probably not many comedy clubs in the country that will say no to him. And his next special will be on CMT. Right, he'll be with Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> well, and no, they, the they have that chance, aren't they? They haven't. They're making a network that's specifically for conservative Americans, well, like a like a streaming service. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Well, there's money there. I mean, there's a, still at least yeah. thirty-five, forty percent of the country that'll tune into yeah. that kind of stuff, and so it's a. I think it's just weird because traditionally comics just haven't needed to skew that way. Like you had your blue collar thing, but nobody was ever mad at the blue collar guys for what they're saying. They're just they have they had their own kind of crowd. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, most, and the left still likes Ron White, and you know, a lot of people grew up on Foxworthy and Ingvall's plain toast, but still. Fine. I always liked him, yeah. And Larry the Cable Guy, yeah, he was always just kind of a joke, but he also has his fan base, so you couldn't be too mad. He's like, don't be mad at Larry the Cable Guy. You're not, you're not he was, his fan. He was good at Tater in the Cars movie. He was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was really good at that little yeah, toast kid, so. Yeah, but those guys never got political. They did. Yeah, they did. But no, right. even though like, they might be a little racist, you know. I, I don't. Think, I didn't see. Larry. I don't. I, I think he's, his name's Dan. His, yeah. his, his, oh yeah, I know. And he was like very a regular much, dude. He's yeah, just yeah like he's very much nice, not a redneck guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a character he plays. Name. No, he but, had the joke about. But I think if the blue collar comedy tour came out now, I think a lot of people would be like, "Yeah, but you know what they believe, right?" Like I think, but like when they, but because they came out when they came out, it was you know it was all good because you know it was a very successful tour and you know. Prop those guys up on a whole new echelon. None of us were. Alive. I mean, I don't I'm not speak for you, but like none of us were alive in the '60s, like yeah, the late yeah, '60s. We don't know. That, I mean, this is the most politically charged climate that, that, we, that we've, yeah. we've experienced yeah. ever. Yeah. Sure. And it's affecting entertainment. It's affecting sports. It's yeah. affecting everything. Yeah. Sure. To where we have to pick a side openly and publicly, and it's ridiculous. 
I know I hate that. That's why I've hated yeah. all the time. That's why I do comedy to be an absurdist, you know. Exactly. And I, for joking reasons, I'll play a reactionary or I'll play, not like a right-leaning reactionary thing, but, you know, just like someone that, you know, I like playing the opposite. To me, that's funny, like, when it's not expected. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Now, do you find yourself... Uh, like, no, Nickelback's a great band. What the right. fuck are you talking about? Like, that's, you know... Wait, Nickelback's not good? Yeah. <laughs> we have to talk like about that. Oh, shit. Now, but do you find yourselves ever trying to rewrite stuff because of today's climate? From like, what you did? Like, jokes now? that you've reworked? No. Just kind of keep them the same. I believe what I say. Yeah. I'm... I will just drop something if I know it's gonna not go over. Yeah. I, you know, it, it doesn't take too much to, like, figure out where you are. Mm-hmm. In, in, like, a climate socially or whatever. So, but, I mean, there are just things that I just, just won't say in certain places. How long have you been doing this? Like... Comedy? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, 2012, so... Seven years. Yeah. Seven years. So, are you able, like, I feel, I fear I would not be able to read a room like that and be able to drop something and have something in the back of my head. So, you know, Alex, we're in the cool area of Florida. Right. I mean, I think (laughs) most places that I'm Tarrant County went blue in the election, so I was in Houston last night and I told a couple bits about nothing like really attacking Trump like Mm -hmm. crazy, uh, but like nobody really like gave me shit about it. And like, I've told it in New Orleans, I told it in Lafayette, and, like, everybody, and it's, like, mostly it's because people coming to these comedy shows aren't... They're a little open-minded. Yeah, they're they're usually a bit more liberal people because they're out at 9 o'clock on a Sunday in a bar. Somebody's got to be home to watch NCIS. Exactly. (laughs) They are conservative. They're one of the cool ones. Somebody's got to watch Mark Harmon's new show. Because there are some... Everybody has to watch Mark Harmon's new show. conservatives that will admit that... Donald Trump's an easy target to make fun of. He right. doesn't help it's, matters at all. It's <laughs> yeah. also two years into the presidency, too. So, yeah. I mean, at some point, it's fair game. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, it's totally... I mean, everybody else is fair game. He's fair game as well. But it does seem like it's easy. It's low frank hanging fruit these days. Because it's too easy. He makes it too easy. Yeah, you see that like, shit up to SNL and let them have at it. Right. Um, another thing that's uh, I wonder about... I don't think it's important... Oh, well, I don't know. I don't say important. I don't think it's really that noticeable if a band plays and just bombs in in the half an off, off night. The crowd never knows. Cause I've, I've been, we have a ton of friends who are like, man, we sucked tonight. We were just off. Everything was off. The rhythm was off. And it's like, dude, you guys sounded fine. You sounded great. Sounds good as you ever did. No, no, we were off. But with the comic, you fucking know mm-hmm. if they bomb. Everybody in the room knows. It's this weird, uncomfortable, like, <laughs> I don't yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody tells you. Yeah, we great. We wish we could hide behind instruments too. Sure. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Yeah. I'm saying there's no, there's nothing to hide from. There's no cover. It's just you're there. Yeah. Good just, comics know they bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a lot of very delusional. Oh, the delusion. The, yeah, sometimes Ooh. it's a delusion. Uh, Delusion's funny. for people. I, I don't know. A lot of people hate this word, but open micers are hobbyists. They're kind of delusional. And also, comedy kind of attracts sometimes people that just want to be heard in the weirdest ways. Mm-hmm. So you always, like, every scene's got this one year, like, where you're just, like, kind of worried that he's going to shoot the place up someday. But, yeah. yeah. He wears sunglasses <laughs> and sits on the stool. Yeah. It's very weird. And it turns out his brother plays in bands in yeah, this yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and, but... Uh, 
Talk to him. We know who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, but we don't talk about I him. I talked to his brother already one time. He's like, yeah, you know, my brother does stand-up. And I was just like, uh-uh. I was like, oh, yeah. That he goes, I know what you're talking about. Don't worry. I, <laughs> I, know. I grew up with that. Don't worry. It's like, y'all are okay, but I totally understand what y'all got. The delusion's doing. funny, though, because it's like you just get the one laugh. And you're yeah. like, oh, well, I'm doing this for the next six years of my life. Right. <laughs> Like, if you run an open mic, or if you run a show, and you meet a new comic, and the first thing I'm... So, like, I can say whatever I want, and you're just like, oh, Yeah, uh, man, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You absolutely can. Yeah. I'd really prefer it if you didn't say a rape joke. This, uh, like, this is where you become an adult and be like, I can do this, but should I? Right. And then when you don't, that's where you're like, oh, you can be mature. Growth. <laughs> yeah, you can grow, and maybe test a boundary here and there, but also just know... There's some shit you just shouldn't say, no matter what the context. I don't know how, how, how much you think you're an artist or whatever it is, but yeah, there's just yeah, that that's you know show, when you can show restraint. Yeah, you know, okay, good. You can hopefully build on that, and yeah. you know you're, you become also, serious about it at some point. If you go to the up to a mic and you do the same five minutes ten times and it, you get no reaction, rework it. Right, do something. You know, I mean. I hear hosts in the background, and they are... I have no idea what that is. I don't know what that no is. No clue. It's They're, a transformer. <laughs> They're the slowest transformer. <laughs> saying the bit, you know, behind the scenes, and they're, you know, you can see them mouthing the words because they've heard it 20 times already. And it's like, and they, and you can tell those people, like, listen, that's not working. Try something, you know, maybe work it this way a little bit. And they just, you know, they, go, they do the same thing over and over and over again. And there's no help for those people. So one of the interesting things that we have here, I learned on the I last show you were on, was the uh, the open mic at the Tin Panther, the workshop. yeah, where you do your five minutes or whatever it is, and then there's yeah, there's a workshop where actually you're talking, hey, hey yep. try it this way, try it this way. That didn't what? work. This does work. Yeah, that's what I love Ma- that. Mana, who's on the show here mm-hmm. and who actually knows Alex from, she's from Indiana mm-hmm. as well. Okay. And that's also why Mana's great. And I've had her on shows here before, but also I asked her to be on the show because she knows Alex and. If people know each other from, you know, different scenes, hell yeah, I want them to be on a show together because I want them to see each other again and, you know, be on the same show and the uh, same with John Brown. Yeah. Uh, who's also on the, on the show tonight. Yeah, he was like, I was like, hey, I got all these spots to fill. Take your pick. And he was like, oh, Alex Price, cool, yeah. It's like we hung out at a fest and we were, like, trying to get people into the show or, like, was it not barking, but uh, what is it? not busking. Oh, or yeah, he keeps telling me that story. <laughs> And I was just like, cool, yeah, you know Alex, so cool, yes, be on this show with him. That's, that's awesome. I want these comics who've, you know, come from other places, and once they come through, yeah, I want them to, it's all a giant, like, national community, mm-hmm. and when I can, you know, make those little connections happen again, I, I want that. That happen all the time, but that's, you know, why I picked a lot of these comics. I want a Tom on a show, and Justin's in town, so he's doing some time as well, so I was like, that's what I want. That's what I love seeing, too, is meeting comics and the longer I do it, the easier it gets to book these things because, you know, these comics refer to Alex as like, yeah, uh, I was supposed to be on Altercation Fest with JT Haversat, and I know Mana. I'm just like, good enough, cool, let's find you a date. And we did. And then I just built it up from there, and yeah, it's, it's almost too easy sometimes. Right. The hard part seemed like, who's coming to the show? Yeah. <laughs> so back to the workshop. Hmm. Yes, Mana runs. <laughs> uh, uh, she like she gives so much of a shit about these open mics. Yeah, uh, where you can sign up to do a workshop if you want. You can just go up and do your five minutes, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, uh, if you sign up for a workshop, you do like shorter time, but then you have time to stay on stage. And comics, and even like uh, the bartender Tyler who mm-hmm. owns the place, like she can even chime in. It's mostly a joke, anyways. But like 
the crowd and comics can chime in and like seriously help you develop stuff right after you've done it. Instead of usually when that happens, it's some comic that talks to you and happens to have seen your set. And they're like, hey, did you think about maybe doing this tag or you know switching this around or something like that? You get instant feedback on stage. And that's if you want it. Right. And that's what's so awesome is like she, you know, you, you go to open mics to become a better comic anyways, work out new bits, strengthen old bits. But, you know, and not, I don't know of any other open mic in DFW. There might be some that do this, but I don't know. But she advertises it as such to where, you know, hey, come out and, you know, do a workshop if you want. Some comics will do, like, a workshop thing and do, like, a writing group or something like that. But, you know, she runs an open mic where you can actually go up and get instant feedback. Still on, you haven't left, you're still on the stage. And mm-hmm. you talk to the crowd for a second and hopefully you leave the stage a better comic than you were when you got up there. There was that's, a, that's you know, fucking awesome. There was a podcast by um, Tony Hinchcliffe. Y'all know him? Yeah, yeah, and he did the one where it's like they would have comics. I think you had to sign up whenever you got there, and they would just draw numbers or whatever, yeah. or draw names out of a hat. But you get, and you get sixty seconds. You do a sixty second bit, and then they had three like I think national, co- 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 you know, co- co- comics on there that, that would watch you and then give you. It was, it was the same kind of deal, but they actually did it as a as a podcast. I listened to that every week, and it was so cool. It's interesting because like one of the rules was like the microphones. Stand always first thing. Grab the microphone off the stand. Move the microphone stand out of your way. Get rid of the first thing. It was always people who didn't do that. That was the first thing that all the comments were like: get the microphone off the stand. Move the, the mic stand out of the way. You don't need it. It's just gonna. You're gonna. I do that at open mics to this day. I'm just like move the stand, move the stand, move the stand, and then just <laughs> never see like even a show, like especially a show. I'm just like move the goddamn stand. And like, I guess if there's some comments that they want to use there. the stand, well, I've been doing this thing where I take it out and then just carry it in front of my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can be like the Stephen Tyler of, of No, it's really good. It's really good. It's successful. Start spinning it around. It's like I'm a lion tamer. You know, it's like I sheath it. I pick the mic stand up and I sheath it behind. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> puts it in the quiver on his back. Yeah. Alex is uh, number one quiver comic in all of America. Attached to Alex's merch is the mic stand quiver. Mm-hmm. Mic stand. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He's got four mic stands hanging. <laughs> Not this one tonight. I look like Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant <laughs> Yeah, at the end of your set, you're just all like, pull back out and put it back down. I watched a comic from Austin. One has a scarf on it. One, one's a music mic. One's a <laughs> oh, man, music mic's the worst. <laughs> Get out of here. We don't need you. <laughs> the comic from Austin took this mic stand all apart on stage and then put it back together. <laughs> Dude, it's loud. And okay. I've never seen anybody. Was that the whole set? It was, dur- it was well, he, he was during his whole set. By the time he ended the set, it was back together again. Was, was it like so taking weird. apart like Gomer Pyle? Like, he was just doing it like just having a good set. I mean, it was it was it was fun to watch. And then he just and I'm like, oh, he broke the mic stand. And I'm like, wait, no, wait, what is he doing? And then he put it all back together. And I, was I don't like, hate it, but it's also the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was on purpose. I don't even know. I'm like, I didn't I, I didn't even feel like asking. I saw a guy eat a whole bowl of cereal. Wow. Boys need an excuse. I don't even need help. 
I say the whole city myself. I put villains head on the shelf. Yeah, I'm still steaming. Young Will beaming. Haters be hoping I fell. We battling tyrants who poison the water just to increase their wealth. A lot of clothes, pineal glands. None of those for my real fans. Hustle attain and pill bands. Muscle I'm training real hands. Music inducing a real trance. The crowds is full and they will chant. Knew I was bright like Will Smith. Hitting message, rap shrill gifts. Gotta pack up lessons. I'm confessing that I'm high now. Cone still lit. Fresh out the vacuum seal. Shit, I was raised to hit real licks. Operations getting mastered. Tell the whole government, fuck how they feel. They never gave fuck about us. So we keeping our end of the deal. Family won't be po no more. Please just give me a little time. Mental Bruce Wayne, mind in the dark. Soul is gonna shine and they gonna blame. But we just gonna keep on moving the same. You in cahoots with them lames. I am not one for the games. Left back a rash on the mic. I be shitting and refusing to change. They anticipate my work. We ain't debuting the same. This time I fuck, I'm just screwing your brain. And of course I get that nut. Young Sage got a bolt. Rolling doobies in the cut. Don't sue me, I get a touch of the butt. Life is not fun if I can't bop her slut. Duh. Is there anything <laughs> that's um, off limits when it comes to comedy, like ventriloquist or prop comedy? Or <laughs> I don't know if it's off limits when it's frowned upon. For <laughs> <laughs> don't wear shorts. Don't wear shorts. Yeah. Don't really? Wear shorts. Don't wear shorts. Don't wear shorts. Why? Wear pro show shoes. I think that's being more relaxed on though. I mean, I, I see a lot of. I mean, I, I the open mic I run in the summer, I'll, I'll roll in on sh- in shorts, but like. I think it's the just, more shaped yeah. like Kevin Smith you are, the more likely you are. Yeah, can definitely. Yeah. Thank you for that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of showing my legs. If you're Big Jay Okerson, you might be a little yeah, late with yeah. it. But you, because his whole vibe is yeah. like urban juggalo. Is, you know, kind of skewing. So he has but like. If you're the, wearing shorts, you also have to wear fingerless gloves. <laughs> okay. And a chain wallet. And a matching <laughs> shirt. Like, it's got to be an outfit. You can't just, you know, you have, have cargo to, shorts. You and you can't wear t-shirt. the fingerless gloves on stage as you get up there. You have to put them on like your Kelly Clarkson in the Century and Gone video. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're going to have a bunch of comments listening to this go, all right, I've got to write this down. Fingerless <laughs> 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 gloves. <laughs> but Alex, you run your own show, right? Yeah, uh, I run shows in Indianapolis. Okay. What kind of acts do you? I, I've seen. Like, I book you... all the the big ones. Okay. Like, I, I just uh, I just booked where we just booked Brian Posehn on 420. So nice. I'm nice. excited about that. I don't um, think that'll have a turnout. At probably all. not. That doesn't, make, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but yeah, like we started in Fort Wayne, which is like uh, that's uh, two hours north. It's the second okay. biggest city. In Indiana, and that's where Mana and I started okay. together. Uh, and then uh, I moved to Indianapolis because they had five comedy clubs at the time. Now there's one. Oh. Um, but also, like the first six or seven big headliners we had, I would ask them like, "Oh, do you ever go to Indianapolis, or where do you play there?" And like, "No, we don't, because we don't like any of the clubs." So I found. Hi. Hey. It's Ivy. We know. I found a I found a room down there to run shows, and I just started bringing people down there now. Okay. Cool. So now we run shows in Fort Wayne and Indianapolis. Okay. So I've seen you post about those, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, because you know, kind of like I would say on a, I'd say you're like a couple levels up for what I'm doing. What right. I'm what I'm trying to get to, you know, limited with the capacity. Yeah. Because there's Brian Posehn. Last time he was here was back in May. He's at the Texas Theater, and that's that's a movie. Well, like a one screen movie theater. Right. Legendary for. Um, not uh, what's his face? That the, shot Kennedy. the guy that shot Kennedy. Quote unquote shot Kennedy. 
That's where he like stopped by that fateful day. That's where they arrested him. But oh, they Lee Harvey Oswald. That's uh, Lee Harvey. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> like a six hundred seater. The and, you know, that's where you know they have uh, comics in that range, and there's a bigger theater for that. But like, I'm like right below that. But uh, right. But see, like seeing what you've who you book. Yeah, I'm just I mean, like, there's that's, a lot of independent bookers yeah. nowadays, and yeah. that's. I think it's a good thing because they usually have a really good line on like. The kind of crowds everybody wants to perform yeah. for. Also, they're more community based, I believe, than a lot of these like comedy clubs that are chains. Uh, and like you know, I put on a lot of like local MCs and features, so I'm giving a lot of the people in my own scene like the opportunity to open up for their heroes and yeah. shit like that. Um, That's what I'm trying to do here, but and I also like and I book, when I have the own. smaller shows, like the ones we're doing like tonight or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I use like the big shows to, like, advertise those. Because, I mean, one of the hardest things to do as an independent comedy producer is getting people to trust you with your enter- with their entertainment dollar. Yeah. If it's somebody they don't know. And if you really work hard at it, you can get to that point. I was just in Houston, and the Secret Group does that very I've heard well. so many good things about that. Yeah, and uh, Atlanta, uh, Joe Pettis does that, where, like, they just, they just go because they know it's good. It's one of those things, and that's and why so many of my shows here are free because I'm right. like I want people to trust me to Tuesday. put on a good comedy yeah, show. Yeah. yeah, Comedy Works is probably top four or five clubs in the country. It was under, right. Yeah, the Comedy Attic in Bloomington. I work that, and mm-hmm. that is the best comedy club I've ever worked at. And it's an hour south of Indianapolis, but it's where IU is. And okay. Bloomington is also like the Austin, Texas of Indiana. It's just very okay. liberal, but. It makes no sense, but the best comedians in the country work there. And like I'm talking like weekends. Like yeah. John Mulaney week does weekends there. Mike Berbiglia, uh, um, you just basically all like if you just look at their roster, you just be like I would go every week. Yeah, and like comedy on stage. Yeah, Madison. comedy on stage in Madison. Um, comedy works in Denver. The Comedy Store. Uh, Acme is also really good in mm-hmm. Minneapolis at the cellar. Laughing Skull, Atlanta. Laughing Skull in Atlanta. So there are all these great pockets of like good scenes, but there are also these small cities that have good independent producers. Like Eau Claire, Wisconsin, is this weird city where you just like go there and you're like, do they like comedy here? But they have like Cal Canaan, and it's basically the same people I would have. Yeah. Um, they have so, electricity here. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! They even love comedy. But it's because here. Like, it's because it's a college town, and yeah. there's really nothing else to do. Okay. So like, you can find these places. Um, uh, what is it? Fort Comedy in like Fort Collins, yeah. Colorado. That's David Rodriguez. Yeah. David Rodriguez. yeah. yeah. I want to book him. Yeah. I had so many Denver comics already here as is, and he's a guy like you know we've been Facebook yeah, friends for a Mike. while. I would love for David Rodriguez to be here. I know he's a parent and has kids and right. whatnot, but. If he wants to come through Texas, yeah, do yeah, like, oh, uh, and I've been seeing, uh, because Kyle Pogue, who I think, uh, also has been like Fort Collins, Denver, yeah. and just, uh, there's a lot of great, some of that same talent here before, yeah, that's so many great, and uh, Lafayette one, comedy in Lafayette, Louisiana, hmm. Jason JP Leonard runs that, okay, yeah, yeah, and those are all the same people, too, and like, it's just these towns where it's they're good because they're in between comedy stops for like these big people, yeah, and they'll do them because there's nothing else to do. Mm. Which is great because yeah. that, that's one of the bases for my show here is yeah uh, you know I can't get the big dogs 
but comics that should be headlining one of our clubs here, you know, yeah. uh, like in, you know, best case scenario, and they were more cognizant of the greater comedy scene. But since I do shows here on Sundays and Wednesdays, I totally try to get the people coming through, right? Doing other, you know, better shows. I want to be one of the shows people plan to do. But since it's a music venue, I don't really try to get Fridays or Saturdays. Right. Not generally Thursdays, but I can do one on a Thursday. But Sundays and Wednesdays, so that's. That's where I found. I'm yeah. like, I could do a Sunday or Wednesday show at a great venue for people coming through right. or going out of Texas. And, and, and do they like these like small little stops like this, where it's a little bit more kind of relaxed? What I've heard is, yeah, yeah they. I mean, we started like because where Fort Wayne is so close to Chicago, like Fort Wayne is perfect, like for where we started because it's in the middle of Detroit, Indianapolis, going north and south, mm-hmm. and then east and west, it's in between. Chicago and Cleveland. Wow. So, you're so and it's literally just right on highways. So, mm-hmm. like, it's where everybody would just... Kyle Kinane did Fort Wayne the day before he filmed his uh, Chicago special mm-hmm. to tune up. Okay. So, the 40 Watt? No, 40 Watt's in Athens, uh, Georgia. Blues so, Chicago, how often do you travel yeah, a year? <laughs> I travel as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a job that allows me to do that, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Awesome. So it's like... A, a couple months out of the year, maybe, or um, even more. Like than it's that? just it just like as long okay. like as as I've gone on, I just travel more. Like I've been on the road this month since the third, so and I won't get back home until the twenty third, I think. Now, do you have a little stash before you leave, or are you like hoping that that you get paid enough at this club to get to the next? Um, club? I definitely have money like ahead of time in case something happens because yeah. I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I did blow a tire in Atlanta, so I had to deal with that. Gotcha. But I mean, I, I definitely try to make money. Yeah, of course. And I mean, at this point, at this point, like doing <laughs> all this, hard it was, <laughs> right? I mean, it's kind of like it's it's probably a, it's one of the harder things for people to do in comedy is to ask for money and to know their own worth. Yeah. And okay. doing that is fucking hard, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now do you, you want to ask for money? Like, yeah. Uh, how often do you travel, Justin? I travel a lot, but it's just... I mean, it. you were just naming every venue, so I was like, he's got to have been to oh, all well, these places. It's like I'm spending time in Colorado right now, mm-hmm. but it's like L.A., you don't... I mean, you don't get paid for shows in L.A. Mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. You want to get paid for shows, you go to San Diego, you go to Bakersfield, you go to... Bakersfield. Nothing yeah. good comes out of Bakersfield. You go to Slow, you go to San Luis Obispo. <laughs> I mean, you got to go out of town to get any type of pay. Um, well, because L.A., everybody there is a comic, an actor, a musician, and something right I mean, it's no, not necessarily, no but it's just like the the clubs in town or the comedy store if you want to go I mean why pay to see me when you can pay to go see Joe Rogan Crystal Leo sure sure whatever on one show on one show that's right yeah. yeah together you know so it's like yeah. yes my shows are free <laughs> and I hope to get a beer for free like right. I hope I mean, we're probably giving away free beer if I'm on that show so yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you Tom Smith I don't travel at all you don't yeah. travel you just do around here yeah I'm local and uh these guys I produce independent shows were you doing comedy when you were in New York yes yeah Yeah. Yeah. how long have you been doing it Uh, this is my 10th year oh wow but I would say a lot of that that's in the business of comedy so I started off doing stand up and then it was you know I have wife kids so it was kind of a part time thing and then I got into producing independent shows in New York and that's what I fell in love with I really did and, uh, and I feel like um, when you get a smaller market like that mm-hmm. um, you get a lot of people that turn out 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it attracts so many of these kind of bigger comics. Um, we were right around New York City, Boston. You know, we were three or four hours away, so I would get people to come up from New York City. I would get people from Boston. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's why so many people turn out. is because they don't have nothing to do in, the, in that area. So you see. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that's great. And the comics love it. They love coming to small little towns and just having a, a fun show. It's, yeah. it's fun for them. It's not the hustle and bustle of the city. Uh, they get paid. You know, you usually get a nice budget for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's People appreciate it more, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, I, I do. And, uh, you go to a small town and they'll put your picture on the side of a building. This <laughs> <laughs> is the coolest thing. Like, I'm a celebrity for you. Like, you get all the pie you want at the diner. It's like, it's, that's a real thing that happened to me. And Dude, was, being Fort Worth famous is it, awesome. It was, it was, oh, that's not Fort Worth famous. That's like... <laughs> Paris, Texas. Baby. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> That's a real small city. But you talk about, like, I always talk, I talk about weed on stage, and, like, I do that, you know, usually because, I'm not going to lie, my weed jokes are okay, pretty good, funny, whatever, but, like, also, <laughs> that's just, like, an open sign to, like, if you whoever's in the audience who has weed, they will always come up to their yeah, yeah. That's just, like, a... It's just like sending up a signal flare. <laughs> <laughs> that way you don't have to travel with it. Right. But I mean, if you're from a small place like that, and you come at the angle, like, basically my business partner and I came from the angle where, like, we were tired of always having to travel three or four hours to go see cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. And we grew up saying, we wish cool things happened here. And then we got to the point where we could make cool shit happen here. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I never liked the fact that, you know, not trying to knock clubs, but they'll bring in the the big names, but they won't pay a lot of the local comics. Mm -hmm. And I just... Hated that. I thought. I mean, I, I don't. You're getting blackballed, bro. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I've been there, so that's. <laughs> you just open up some Illuminati secrets I, right I, there. Yeah. <laughs> I pay everybody, even if it's not much. So that's that's just the way I like to do things. So. Yeah. So one of the other things that bands do is they do have merch. They have shirts. They have pins, stickers, you know, patches, whatever. Um, and they make records. Do you guys do any of that stuff? Do you ever have like I have recordings pins. that you have merch? Get some merch stuff. I have pins and I just uh, I do I usually I say pay me what you want Um, because I feel like if you put like a put like a price on it like five bucks or two bucks or whatever um, you're not some people are just immediately turned off but if you just say pay what you want man sometimes someone will hand me a twenty dollar bill for like a pin and I'm just like okay so that's how we do it at at our church anything have like a bake sale or a spaghetti dinner or anything like that it's just like Pay what you want. People will pay twenty dollars for a little sack of cookies, right. and it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, somebody else might pay a dollar, whatever. Right. But there's people there, they'll, you know. So we well, yeah, had a church, yeah. though. I don't. I, I don't, know. It's a little. I different. don't have the beauty of religious <laughs> guilt coming from behind. Yeah, so. right, right about that. And, and you can't write it off. I can't just like cough when I'm like uh, they're trying to hand me a one dollar bill for my, <laughs> and then right. kind of point at a Bible. <laughs> Like he's watching. He's uh-huh. Something to try though. But you just do have it there. Yeah. Just see what. Have see if I just put my pins on top of the Bible. And yeah. Them off. I have a little off because there's an offering for there. Someone says he's watching. Oh, while that's, you, while you're, that's for. He's watching. Yeah. He's watching. Yeah. Yeah. Happy hour. Yeah. 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 That's the offering for people. Would be like Santa. Like, no. So do you guys do the anything? Separate for your fans as far as like blogs or YouTube vlogs or. Like I said, like live albums or... I have a 
Twitter thing that I like do that's not like me specifically, but like um, I talk about it in my act. But like it's a completely separate Twitter page I write for. Okay. Is like a character kind of? Kind of. Uh, it's just a thing I do okay. where I. Uh, <laughs> well, what's it called? Well, maybe um, it's, so it's this weird creepy thing I do that I don't tell anybody about. Yeah, I think it's a part I mean, of the set. It, it's part of my set, so you guys won't. Okay. I, yeah, I'm not trying to make you guys laugh. You're comics and fucking <laughs> podcasters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't count as people. You don't count as people. You're <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> so basically, what I do is. Uh, for a long time, I would just get bored, and like I saw all these goddamn like Facebook garage sale groups, and so I don't know. Realizing how desperate some people are for money at the time just really leaves them wide open to be fucked with. And so, anytime I saw anybody list anything stupid, I would ask them a question, and I, it's always the same like question I would ask them, and the question is. I would ask whatever if whatever they were selling was haunted. Oh. <laughs> uh, but then I would act... Like, a lot of times people wouldn't respond back to me. But, like, sometimes people would, like, say stuff back to me, like, what are you talking about, and stuff like that. And that's when I would try to skirt the line from being completely serious about what I was talking about, but also being absolutely insane about it, mm-hmm. and seeing how far these people would go down this rabbit hole with me. So and then I screenshot them and I just post them on Twitter. And it's, <laughs> yeah, I've had some articles. Yeah, I just I'm trolling so these you're people. A troll. <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just fun. It's to so fun. rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Now they do that in the the DFW <laughs> musician page. Oh yeah. People will post yeah. up you know different answer guitars and all of a sudden custom. All of our smart ass friends start tagging each other in it. You know, going hey you need this bass or whatever. And then they start like just doing all this. But yeah, so the, the Twitter page, uh, I better say my brand, right? That's yeah, sure, yeah, exactly. yeah. The Twitter page is at uh, Haunted Shopper, so if you want to follow okay. me. At Haunted Shopper. I'm going to do it right now. Spread that brand. But Spread I've, that brand. Ivy's pulling it up right now, too. Anybody else got to do any Instagram I, I gram it up. I, uh, the only, I, my Instagram is just all about me enjoying my life, and that's it. If you want to see me enjoy my life. Gross. Yeah, Are you exactly. a comic? <laughs> That's just for that, and um, then I'll you know I'll post shows and the stories and stuff. But yeah, you know. Well, these days I think it's interesting because like you know I mean people like like Joe Rogan on down or whatever. All these comics have a podcast they do, and a lot of times it's sponsored if you go, by DMT, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you go see their Alpha show Brain. or see their you know stand up, you'll you'll realize that some of these bits came from the podcast. You hear yeah. working it out over time and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That they just said, like, oh, that's kind of funny. They wrote it down. They worked it out later and ended up in their show. Um, but these fans that followed th- these guys, it gives uh, the podcast, I mean, the stand-up show, like, a whole new meaning because now you have this relationship with your audience that didn't used to exist. Nobody would know these comics as well, you know, mm-hmm. as they did before. You just go and see, see, see a comic. Now you get two... Two hours with them every week, and you hear them t- right. talk about whatever bullshit they're going through. If they want to quit drinking for a month, or this challenge, or whatever, and um, I think that makes the show interesting. And I think it's grown their crowd. It seems like you saying we should try harder. Is that what you're <laughs> yes, just maybe it wouldn't. It never try hurts, hard. right? You know, it no. hurts to hear it. So we know it, but it yeah. just hurts to hear it. I'm just saying, there's that other side, you know, because there's a stand-up. Same thing. I tell the bands the same stuff too. It's cool to go see a band play. Yeah, it's a great experience, or whatever. But whenever you like that band a lot, and then you see their little YouTube things where they're practicing or they're fucking around and they're just being dumb, you right. guys do that all the time. Mm-hmm. They put little videos up and stuff, and it's like 
you like this other side of the band a little bit more, and then when you go see them, there's it's just a bigger experience. Well, podcasters have now learned how to like fucking capitalize on that shit with Patreon. So, yeah. oh yeah, you pay for that stuff like shit. The Tuesdays with Story Guys pull in crazy money a month mm-hmm. on all that extra stuff. Content. Yeah, for extra content, and as a producer and showrunner, the biggest adjustment we've made is I just I just personally don't have enough time to listen to a bunch of podcasts because all of my friends are comics for the most part. And they all I'll have, have a podcast. podcast. Sure. And unless I'm interested, it's hard for me to just cut out time to do that. So with all the people that have podcasts nowadays, they try to use that as a bargaining chip for why they should be booked for your show. Okay. And my biggest issue with that is, and it's not an issue because a lot of times it's like they it, they they can sell tickets, but how do you figure out whether or not they can do that? They can come at you and be like, "I have this amount of listeners, and I do this, and we're number blank on iTunes and all this stuff." And I'm like, "Well, that's great. You want guaranteed money, though. So how do I know any of those people that like your podcast live in Indianapolis? And they have money to come see right. a show. And they have yeah. money to come see a show. So like, so." People lately, it's been getting better, but before the analytics on that shit was like damn near impossible for people to get. Um, Have you booked a podcast though? Uh, yeah, we booked uh, Jessa Reed and Andy Woodall. Uh, oh, they do I the know. Meth, yeah, yeah, Method the, Mormon. Yeah, yeah, Method Mormon, uh, Meth Head and the Mormon podcast, and then I booked. Meth Stop. Head and the Mormon. It's no, I mean, they're they're very Jesse's a former Meth Head. Yeah. Aaron's a former Mormon. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> they're both learning how to be. Better and worse. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. It's a good yeah. podcast. It's a, yeah, it sounds it's a like a great yeah. podcast. I need and to then, like write this down. There's a comedian. There. I mean, um, one of the hottest podcasts uh, is called Come Town. Yes. C U M. And uh, one of the guys is named Stavros, and oh, he's yeah. going on tour and stuff. <laughs> and so, like, he, uh, we had him booked. He backed out because of family death or whatever. But he had sold seventy tickets. Without me really even trying to sell them, because of his podcast, mm-hmm. um, and the Come Town guys, like they were making ten, like something like ten grand a month on Patreon, from what I heard from somebody. Maybe we should get on Patreon, right? We should get on Patreon <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, the dollop, Jesus Christ, they'll sell out thousand seat theaters. Easily. Last podcast on the left. Yeah, yeah. My favorite murder. Yeah, the murder ones. They're really popular. Right yeah, now. it's kind of crazy. And like, Thank they're kind of comedy, but they're also kind of not. You know what I mean? It's a completely different setup. I had to book. We I ran a festival in Fort Wayne last year, and we had uh, the Kill Tony podcast, and that was like a nightmare because they had like four or five wired mics on stage, and like as we were about to start, like there was a buzzing. Uh, and Tony was like going crazy because it would come up on the podcast, mm-hmm. and so I had to like backtrack through like six wired mics and like try to figure out like where it was, and so we like had to postpone the show for like forty five minutes oh, wow. just to get that figured out. So, but man, sold three hundred three hundred seats. So. That was a good show. Yeah. They waited. Yeah, Great they waited team. in there, die hard. Yeah, yeah. No, some of these fans are diehards. Yeah. You know, the yeah, ones that are the podcast fans are also the comic fans. Yeah, we're getting close. I don't want to give. I don't want to push out love against the clock. Oh, yeah, the clock. Um, but uh, I'll give you guys a chance to 
push any of your Facebook pages, Twitter pages, Instagram pages, whatever YouTube you have or shows that you have coming up? Anything you want to promote, plug? Uh, yeah, I'm Justin James on Facebook. Justin James Instagram on Instagram. Um, you can follow me on Catholic Tinder. Ooh, <laughs> nice. it's called Shame. Um, uh, what else? That's it. That's it for me. I run a monthly uh, showcase in Dallas at the Checker Pass Winery. You can find it on Sweet. Facebook. Sweet, My Checker Pass Comedy. Do you have a, a comedy show? You write the My Checker Pass Comedy Show? Is that a yep. comedy show too? And yeah. right next to the same building as Opening Bell, right next to Southside Ballroom. So, oh, so that, nice. that neighborhood. It's in the Southside of Lamar. Bill's right. Records is over there now and stuff too. Yeah. Nice, okay. Man, I haven't seen Bill in years. I have to come to your open mic soon. Go see Bill. <laughs> it's a showcase. Awesome. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex Price Indeed. Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at uh, Illuminati underscore HR underscore Rep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and um, you can watch me cry all over the country usually. Sweet. <laughs> nice. And I'll be in San Francisco there. next weekend for Sketchfest, and then after that, I'm in. I don't fucking remember to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cool though. Ah, I've been there. I've played there. <laughs> yeah. And the more shows coming up. So this uh, is Sunday night. This yeah. So this kicks off in January of five shows. Uh, this tonight with Alex Price. Wednesday, uh, I'm not sure this will be uploaded, but it will be Wednesday. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you hear this, come tomorrow night, which will be Wednesday, to see Dave Stone, <laughs> Woo! who does a podcast with Kyle Kinane called The Boogie Monster, which I, was <laughs> very uh, relevant. That's where I'm just like, I'm hoping his podcast, you know, people that like, oh, also, Kinane's one of my favorite comics. I'd love to get Kinane here if we can make it all work, but, you know, Dave Stone having a podcast with Kyle Kinane, love that. And I'm hoping people who are fans of that podcast we'll will come here. And also just Dave, he's been on Craig Ferguson. That's Wednesday. Then that next night, we got Patrick Cunningham, who is my first ever headliner at Laugh Your Mass Off. Uh, and he's from the Alabama, Atlanta area. He actually is buddies with Dave Stone because they, you know, Dave Stone's from Atlanta or the Georgia area. And they, you know, cross paths <laughs> plenty of times. Area. Georgia. The greater Georgia area. <laughs> next Wednesday, the 23rd, I got Joe Tular. Originally from Austin, lives in Phoenix now, uh, L.A. or Phoenix, one of those. But he's coming through doing Texas. Uh, and then the 25th is uh, Altercation Road Stories. We got J.T. Haversat. <laughs> this one we're going to. Uh, the yeah, Altercation Punk County oh, Tour. Yeah, Kyle Shutt from The Sword. Mike Weeby from The Riverboat Gamblers. Uh, all Telling Road Stories. And then I got special guests, Sam Anderson of the Quaker City Nighthawks. And Cole and Kyle of the Unlikely Candidates. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, she wants to go to that one. Yeah. Sure, that one's good. Yeah, one's and that. Dirty Charlie, who, if he's not still in the hospital, yeah, he should be okay. Uh, he's a singer. He sings to satanic country songs. And he's going to open things up. He's, he's hilarious and a massive shit talker. And he can almost, like, yodel. He's a really good singer. If anyone yeah. wants to find oh, this, they can follow you on it. They can go to Laugh Your Mass Off has a Facebook page. You can uh, also has an Instagram, Laugh Your Mass Off, Facebook page, Laugh Your Mass Off. Made it Southside, Facebook page, their website. The Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah. So, you can just type it in on the Google and there should be a few different options to follow my events. Any other plugs we need to do, Zach? 
Anything, anything, Susie? Any plug? You can play uh, your show for the 19th? Yeah, everybody come to Mass on the 19th <laughs> for my show with Alsace and Daniel Grubb Big and Heaven. Big Heaven and Hoof. Hoof. Should be good. Hoof? Hoof. Hoof. Okay. Yeah, should be awesome. Is that Huffer minus a member? No. no. Uh, H-O-O-F. Uh, yeah. I think. The side project, but it's renamed for legal reasons. <laughs> You're gonna like, have to like come out and find Huffer out. Huffer without Che or something like that. So now I guess we just get to go, go watch the show. So who opens the show? So you'll start it. You'll do. Like I host little... all my shows here. Yeah. The the altercation one. I'm just bringing people up because that's packed out <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm not doing any time on that. But the headliner plays last. That'd be interesting yeah. down here. Especially. It is. Who will kick off the show? Local He's, comics. Uh, oh yeah, I got DFW comics. Unless someone's bringing. In. Oh tonight. Huh? Yeah, who's starting? Uh, Tom oh. Smith. Uh, John Brown will be here at some year. point. Uh, Justin James and Mana's featuring. Okay. And then Alex. And then Alex. All right. You don't have to cool. stay. I'm not funny. I'm staying. <laughs> we're staying oh, for you. Oh no, we locked the doors. I'm definitely. Yeah. After and we're gonna and, and we're gonna sit in the back and pretend like it's a rock and roll show and just talk the whole time. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I want to smile for a photo. Oh. Sorry. I took some photos. Candid photos of us looking at our photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
that's hilarious. Yeah.